Hi, thanks for listening to my podcast. Let me introduce you with Jane Milton. I've been working with food businesses for 35 years and now I'm taking you behind the scenes in my business to connect with some of the great specialists, entrepreneurs and producers that we work with to hear how we create strategies that inspire business and how we help them create the perfect teams for specific projects and for their business as it grows so that they can get great results faster and much more cost effectively with our support than they would on their own. I truly believe the food industry in the UK has some of the best people in it and I'm lucky enough to know and work with the very best of those. Let me introduce you to Francis Gimblet, author of Gimblet's Guide to the Best of British Cheeses and co-owner of Taste of the Vine, an events business. Francis and I met this spring when I joined one of his monthly Friday evening Meet the Cheesemaker tasting sessions that he ran during lockdown. I learned so much and quickly immersed myself in British artisan cheeses. Francis' book has become a well-thumbed reference in my home, a great way to find what cheeses are local to you and to enable me to track down others that I didn't know about. I've been on a cheese-making course in Tottenham in London, also inspired by Francis. Francis is a phenomenal storyteller and I know you'll enjoy hearing about his journey in food and drink, people who have inspired or encouraged him, his French mother's cooking and how that added to his food journey, how he has for many years resisted repetition and symmetry and always desired change to learn or to reinvent things. But how possibly now, after almost two years of constant change, he may just be becoming happy for a little more predictability, for a while at least. We talk about work-life balance and partnering in business with his wife, Pam, about the importance of understanding your P&L and planning for your business right from day one. We also get a hint or two about his next taste adventure. I can't wait. So can you tell me how you would describe what you do day to day to other people? Well, it's it's a it's a difficult one because it sort of changes day to day. I mean, Pam and I, my wife and I, we have an events company, and we've had that for twenty four years, and we do tastings. Um, started with with wine tasting, and that still make up makes up the bulk of, of what we do. We quickly uh, developed, I think, whiskey tastings, beer, uh, gin tastings. We, we did cocktail making events for quite a while. We stopped those now. They stopped around the time we started making cheese back in 2014 and we made cheese for a little while as a way of adding narrative to our events. So I suppose it's storytelling to some extent. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Brilliant. that's right. Good stuff. What do you think other people say you do? Which is always an amusing... I don't know. It's always hard to describe... Yeah, entertainment, uh, wine tasting, probably, they would say. Oh, yes, yeah, Francis does wine tasting. Or, or Francis you know, spends his day wine, tasting wine. wine. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. And when we're busy, I mean, there, there are times at you know, eight, nine o'clock in the morning, I've got a number of bottles open, tasting them and writing notes with yes, my spittoon. of course. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you have to be passionate about what you do to do it. So what... At what point did you get into events or what led you into events and, and, and food and drink in particular? Oh, uh, yeah, food and drink, I suppose, came first. I I, um, uh, I, I suppose I was drifting really through my teens. I mean, I, I was a typical teen. I, I was, was uh, always more interested in, in being outside and, and building camps and, and, um, and, and being in the countryside uh, than being at school. So I wasn't particularly an academic but I, I was sort of keen to, to sort of get on, so I was I was you know, I'd have jobs at the weekends at ho- local hotels and restaurants, and and it, I just sort of drifted into catering, and I thought I wanted to be a chef. I saw Keith Floyd on TV um, and thought, wow, that's exactly what I want to do, and then trained uh, at Eastbourne College um, to, to to become a chef. And then as soon as I got into the industry, I realised actually what I wanted to do was what Keith Floyd was doing and probably drink red wine. And, and, <laughs> and then not everyone does that something. all day. No, oh, they don't. No, absolutely. So I, I, I suddenly learned what what chefing was actually all about. And, uh, and that sort of pushed me front of house, actually, funny enough. I didn't get on with the whole sort of um, machismo side of, of chefing back then and, and the, the hierarchy. And, and I found it just... 
yeah, almost the the idea that you could almost condone um, you know, bodily yes. harm to others just as part of the cooking process. I, I just no. didn't understand. And, and I thankfully, actually ended, they've uh, moved so away they, from uh, that now too, largely, which is they great. Have. Yeah. Uh, it was so important. I mean, I, yeah, the, the sous chef, I think, came to me with a red hot um, uh, plate of, of, of soup or something in the knowledge that I would burn my fingers. Um, I don't know apropos of what. And I just thought, no. And, and I, I tipped it up and, and just walked out. Good for you. And, and went, went literally into the front of the front of house. But, uh, and I found that was actually probably where I wanted to be. I mean, I, I, I like the interaction with the public. Far too social um, to be I in loved, the kitchen. It was, yeah, and 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 also, you had a tiny bit more yeah. autonomy, I suppose. I mean, because you had that connection with yeah. other people, uh, whereas in the kitchen it was just purely hierarchical, and then there was no the, the upward channel was just about pleasing the person, the uh, I suppose, who was immediately mm. superior or at the top. Um, so, in, in the restaurant, it was almost an escape to, to chat to people, and so and then I, I thought, uh, right, okay, I could see the sommelier. Actually, the sommelier, they were paid more than I was as a waiter. Uh, and I thought, well, that looks good. And they don't have to do breakfast. <laughs> this is brilliant. Um, so, good thought so process. So I, I literally, I, yeah, I, I, yeah it, it was entirely that. I mean, it wasn't, I'd learned a bit about wine at catering college, but not enough to stimulate the passion. Uh, and then I, it was a bottle of... Um, 1945 Chateau Montrose, um, which is a, a Bordeaux from the Medoc. Uh, and in 1945, this is the late 80s, so not actually that long before it, oddly but enough. But still, I mean, sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah, 30, longer, yeah. Longer than most that we drink, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, to me, it felt like I was opening something that was verging on prehistoric. You know, as, as somebody in their late yeah. teens, oh, my God, this is amazing. And so they did a dust-encrusted bottle, opened it for a guest, my first or second week and, and 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 poured this thing and I smelt it and I I could smell history and I could smell you know a, a taste of the place and the time and I thought my god you know France was still under Nazi occupation amazing, when these it? you know the, the grapes were growing um and it was like letting a genie out of a bottle and from that point on I've been you know fascinated by taste and I think you know it, it tastes you know almost more than wine per se or cheese or, or, or any of the other things and so so yeah it, it's that sort of I, I call it the third or the fourth the, the fourth part of the square so you've, you've got your sight sound touch and then when you go somewhere or you you, you interact with something if you've got yep. smell and, and taste then you've completed it yes I, th- I think that's true and funnily enough I always say I, I did some NLP for business growth or something at one point and realised that all my memories are taste and smell oriented. You know, that if somebody says, what was that like? I always know. Or even now, if I go to a beautician or something and she uses something, I say, oh, I can remember that from being 20 or and she's like, your eyes are shut. <laughs> like yeah but it's yeah. the smell of it that just looks me in. and that's mm. always what I remember so and I think I came into food before I realized that not everybody could describe an event by what they'd smelt and tasted no. do you know I didn't yeah. realize that not everybody was going through their life that way you know which is incredible yeah. If I go somewhere and it doesn't have a, a local smell or taste narrative, I feel that there's just something missing. It's not somewhere no. I'd go back to. It needs to have a, a, a local food that connects me to the place. Not just not just food no. or drink, but if that food and drink is of somewhere else or it doesn't have any connection to the soil in yes. the place, to, to the land, then... And it's just a negative. I can't. I mean, I, 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 you know, no matter how wonderful a hamburger, you know, might be in, let's say, in, um, I, I don't know, in Germany, um, yeah, it'll never stimulate me because there's no narrative thread. Yeah, because it just doesn't make sense. It's in the wrong place and just sort of sat there. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think that's. I can. Yeah. I can relate to that. Growing up, what were there food influences or food and drink influences at home, or n- not really? Well, my mother was a a very good cook. Um, She was French. She came over here in the early 60s. And so her cooking was probably Provencal-oriented. And she was somebody that very much enjoyed 
uh, finding ingredients and putting something together. So there was there was a fluidity to food, and I think that I picked up on that a little bit. And and when I, I if I cook, um, then I, I like the not knowing yes. quite how it's going to turn out thing. So I'll put other bits and pieces in, and, and I suppose you know. You know, training as a chef, I think the most valuable thing that I learned was just understanding each of the ingredients and how they and, react. And not putting so more in than you need. Chop and, and you know, mm. and putting in enough to, to, to give something flavour, but knowing when to stop. Because I think sometimes people yeah, yeah. keep going to, which can be Over just as, you know, and if you've got a really good or... thing, you don't need to add too many other things no. to it. I have a, I had a maternal grandmother who could open the fridge see things in the fridge and pull a meal together. Whereas my mum is a good cook, but she would tend more to follow recipes and needs to have everything that's in them and things. And I think I probably got a bit of my grandmother's side, although there are some things about her that weren't always as they should be. She once told mum that she'd had guests for coffee that morning, a, a group of elderly ladies. And she said, I gave them that lovely pate in the fridge. And then my mum discovered that raw lawn sausage had been spread on biscuits for a group group of women in their 80s. You know, Scottish sausage comes in a kind of block, you know, you slice it. And she had Mm. mistaken that for patty and given them some very nice chutney. But amazingly, they all survived it. But yeah, we were a bit like, (laughs) as we worked out what the patty was that she'd used. I think so on that basis, I mean, cooking or your, your your approach to cooking is is probably something that's far more deep seated in your your psyche um and and the way you approach it and so i i i struggle with any form of um well not not any form but i mean uh, too much symmetry you know, if, if, if a room has wallpaper and there's too much symmetry, it's one of the first things I notice, which probably puts me on some sort of spectrum. <laughs> but, at all. But, uh, well, no, I think it probably doesn't. Um, and, I'm saying not at all because I'm but, with uh, you, I think, probably. Oh, you understand that. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, but again, in, in, I think it was when I was working for a wine merchant, quite quickly realised when I was sort of selling to people and going and seeing them, that each experience was the same. And I think you know, it's because you know, as a salesperson, you kind of, you know, you adapt yourself to your environment. Yep. You, you you know what your client enjoys talking about and you bone up a little bit on the cricket yep. or whatever beforehand. So it's all probably a bit, <laughs> a bit vacuous. But but so, but I realised that every, I mean, I, over a two-year period, I may have seen one particular client say, I don't know, 30 times. But even at the end of that two-year period, I only had one memory of it. Because we'd gone through the same process each time I'd seen them, and I thought, oh, "What a waste of my!" my and I, I, I realised that that symmetry yes. you know, in life was 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 um, a problem, and it has caused me <laughs> genuine problems later in life, having an abhorrence of that, because I need I have until relatively recently felt the need to be constantly stimulated by something new. And I have Pam as a wife, which is wonderful. The only thing that's kept me sane over the years. Uh, 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 but, and, but now I think I've, I, uh, it's, it's almost been too much because I, I think, right, okay, I, I need to put a, a lid on that and then move on to the next thing, lid on that and move on to the next thing. And the con- consistency or the constancy has been the, obviously the, the events yeah. company. But, um, but you, the thing is, with events or with anything else, you, you have to add yes. a narrative. You, you had, have to add something new, a bit like you know, a, a band producing And also music. the different people if in the room every mm. time mean that you get different questions, different reactions and things too, which also keeps it interesting. It does, it does. But then you need to keep it interesting for you um, and, 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 and you need to keep adding layers of narrative so that you can be uh, spontaneous, so you can respond with a genuine yes. you know, smile on your face. I mean, it's it's, it's you know, after six months of the first six months of having the the, the events company, and I don't know yeah, how many events I did, but I, I thought I can't do this anymore because I was just scripting myself, and, and I thought, oh gosh, how, uh, how long can this yes. this last for? Um, because it's going to drive me, you know, potty. I but, had a um, similar but, uh, thing because yeah. I had a chocolate brownie business, which happened because. We sent chocolate brownies to a customer as a Christmas thank you. And they phoned us. They were a retailer and they phoned us and said, who made them? And I said, we did. 
because it was kind of what we did, recipe work and things like that. I was quite surprised they were asking who'd make them. And they said, if you make these, we'll buy them. And so I found myself running a chocolate brownie business. And I can remember well one day having a discussion with the accountant where he said, you're probably going to have to put a really big chunk of money in now because it's just got to that point. And he said, if you're going to do that, you need to work mm. in it full time, not run the consultancy and do a bit of the brownie thing. And I said, I do have no wish to run the brownie business because it's the same, you know, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, same stuff going on. And what I realised at that point about myself was that I love projects. I love sorting a mess and letting somebody mm. else maintain it. And and my thing then was I won't run any more. I won't start any new businesses. I'll help other people run theirs. And I can remember saying to a friend's yes, husband, yeah. oh, my God, I've just worked this out. And the stuff that I loved at university was all project based and things. So I should have come to this conclusion far sooner. And he said, oh, we should ask me because I've known that about you for 25 years or something. Uh, and you think I just thought everybody was like that. And and I mean, even in my first job, I can remember them saying, well, you've kind of got that all settled now. So you could just coast. And I was thinking, coast? I, I, I can think of nothing worse than knowing that I'm coming in to do exactly (laughs) the same thing every day. So I totally can see that from your point of view. And I... I mean, absolutely, and and to, to a big way. So with this move, we've um, we we stopped cheese making a couple of years ago, really, because Brexit had affected yep. the events business, and we needed to throw ourselves back into that a little bit. I had, you know, the, the book came out this year, mm-hmm. and so that that's gone pretty well. But again, it, it's it's been a, a bit of a project, yes. and I will probably look to updating it. But. Uh, it's fabulous on that and well thumbed of... and well used thank you i went off the other day because i i knew Uh-oh. i wanted red leicester and i thought what's the name of that company what's the mm-hmm. name of that company straight through the book found that found the guys ordered spark and home and and you know could remember the tasting we'd had with you i've also ordered it since um in a bigger order from courtyard De- dairy but just to be able to go in find the information know who it was straight onto their website and order it it's fantastic mm. it's a great okay. book well, thank you very much mm. that's really kind Super. i appreciate that yes it was it was a uh, I, I suppose i had an agent for it initially and they said uh they, they sort of tested the water and said essentially don't do it oh, no. because there won't be enough money in it and so i went ahead and did it anyway because i it was there to i suppose just you know, up my knowledge add narrative to the events business and 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 it was something i just wanted to do so you know so doing the trip was a Mm. lot of fun and and something i would do again you know uh, uh, anyway um and so in the end we decided to to self-publish it and since then it has attracted some interest from an agent and there there may be something from a a publisher uh, after this but a part of me is with Mm. with a move and the events world has been absolutely exhausting over the last um, you know, year and a half, and and we've benefited because we're able to put things online and and the the, the, the meet your cheesemaker events where we were great sort of uh, marketing thing to, that helped our, our events business, um, but the, the the amount of change has been absolutely exhausting um, in terms of business. Yes. It's, I, I haven't had to think more about the business um, in in twenty four years than, than I have over the last year and a half, and. It's almost leading to having to thinking too much yes. because it's you know, it's it's changing again. It's changing, and I think it's the fact today. that you can't so, even be sure what February will look like. You know, previously you've seen yourself go into something, you've known that if you came out of it, I, you 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 know, oh, it's pre-Christmas. Nobody wants to know us right now, but after Christmas, then we'll start moving towards this, this, and this. And at the moment, you're kind of like, what will no happen? Yeah. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Which is not yeah. not easy, and so it's not, and so you have to take a different approach to to business and and a less controlling one, I suppose. I mean, controlling is a strange word, but I think it's the right one. It's, it's because you, you wish to be in control of your environment. You 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 wish to plan. You look at the profit and loss forecasts. You 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 look at your financing. You look at you know the marketplace. You look at your you know, who you're going to market to, who you're advertising. You know, what are your clients going to need, and and that just changes you know from week to week. And so, you know, a different approach to it is is needed. So with the, I mean, the cheese book was one of the, the, 
project under the broad sort of tasting journey, I suppose, if, if you like. Um, and so I'm now I'm looking at another you know, taste project, which is broader than Brilliant. cheese. Um, and yeah, we'll embark on that in the new year and, and put in some new shows um, to the events company. Uh, so it's, it's more about individuals and it's all more about the source of flavour and taste and how they're shared. Because I think it's, it, it, it is taste and flavour that I love uh, as opposed to just the individual type of food. I mean, flavour largely, where in, in fermentation, it's... It's it's microbes, um, it's fungus and, and bacteria. And funny um, enough, not that and, controllable and so, to some extent, you know, no, which is no, funny, isn't totally it? Totally not. Yeah, yeah, which is is, is the, the joy of it. There's no, it's never ending, um, but there are so many similarities. So coming from wine to cheese, there were so so many overlaps, and so my my knowledge of of, of cheese. Yeah, it was enhanced by, you know, when I was, I, I did some wine chemistry, worked in wineries for, for a while, was just enhanced by that. And there was a nice yes. overlap. And when you take, it was a bit like when we started events. So I was in the wine trade and I was doing wine tastings. And then I just, you know, Pam and I, we, we took it into the events yes. arena and everybody looked at us as if we were you know, just doing something totally different. And so taking something from one industry or one bubble, if you like, into another place can spark something really interesting. And so wine into cheese did exactly that. And so speaking to cheesemakers with a wine background and, and talking to them about stuff that I'd learned in the wine industry was I think in some ways able to to help them get a different perspective on their own fermented product. And so what um I would I I want to broaden it out into not just fermentation no. but you know it'll probably be based in that but but looking at other overlaps from charcuterie to um to to to, to brewing beer uh, to to obviously distillation and, and various other things. And and the idea of bringing people together from those different very associated but not no. connected industries, I think would that be quite fun. Wonderful. So that's where my mind's mm, working gosh, at the moment. And so maybe a, to hearing about that. a festival yeah. or, or something uh, along those that lines. Sounds brilliant. Be quite, quite good. good. I'm confident it will be good because you made those cheese tastings such good fun during the, the, the lockdown. And also just I can't believe how much I did learn. Um, I have a, a friend in Amsterdam, which you knew because you sent her wines from the oh, wine yes. and cheese. Um, because we didn't attempt to send her the cheese because of the Brexit nonsense that's all yeah, going on. Um, but we sent her the wines and, you know, she also had been chipping away at me to not eat, um, to, to not have mass produced dairy products generally. And had been, you know, kind of feeding in stories. And we had been in Sri Lanka in February last year, just before lockdown. And she'd been talking to me about some stuff then. And then when I came in with you, but just the difference in the quality of the cheeses, the difference in the flavours of them. And then I went with my nephew this year as we came out of lockdown in this spring, summer, May time. We went to Wilds in London and did their cheese making course. And it was such an eye opener to start with 20, oh no, bonkers, <laughs> 20 litres of milk and end up with five pieces of cheese. And then you realise what value there is when you buy the cheese from people that they've made. You know what I mean? They taught us all how to make it. And they said, would you again? And I said, my milkman would have a heart attack were I to order 20 litres of organic milk for a particular <laughs> morning. You know, I mean, well. Pam's just um, made some cheese, uh, some of our mm. original cheeses. Um, that we, we had a cheese called Floyd, and it was a soft wash yes. rind cheese. She's made. She went to a local dairy selling yes. raw milk, um, and we went there with a. Yeah, you, know, you could go there with whatever yes. you wanted, but uh, um, came back and, and made cheese in, right. the, in the morning for Christmas. Um, I, I so, think too we yeah, realised that if we were going to do it often because. We, I had to keep my cheeses in the veg basket of the fridge, which is actually a part of my fridge that I use quite a lot. Unlike other people who seem yes, to have this yeah. drawer at the bottom of their fridge that they weren't sure what it was for. <laughs> um, you know, mine, mine is normally rammed, so it kind of turned my whole fridge upside down. So mm. if I was going to yeah. do it, I would need to have a, 
a, a separate fridge, like a wine fridge or, a, you know, something that I could keep. And yeah. so if I was going to do that, then you have to do it more often to, to justify it. Yeah, but yeah. It's, so, it's still incredible. Well, you, you could just get an old, probably best just an mm. old fridge and, and somewhere in somewhere that just doesn't yeah. change temperature. Somewhere in, in a cooler part of the house that doesn't have yes. central heating close to it or back of a garage, yeah. something along those lines. And um, so, you know, if you can keep your cheese at about 11 to 13 degrees Perfectly or something, that's, that's kind of perfect. Or we'll just but, yeah, keep but, going no, to wild. No Every now and then, and yeah, absolutely, and make, make some nice there. cheese because yeah, it was such a great yeah. thing. It was. It is fun, isn't it? I mean, that, that first time you put your hand into mm. curd and just feel this lovely. And then we brought the whey away, and then I used it to make sauerkraut and other things as well, and just loved all of that, you know. So, but yeah. um, and then we went on holiday in the UK. And I took the cheese with me. My nephew came to taste my cheese, you know, not really to spend a weekend with us, but to see how my <laughs> cheese compared to his. So it was quite funny. But it was great. It was really good. And I've really enjoyed mm. it. And that all came from you. And what I was trying to work oh, out good. when we were going to speak today was how I first heard that you were doing that. And I have no idea. Uh, that would probably be mm. us because um, I was working then with a lovely uh, lady called Claire. Um, I think probably connected through. Um, I think it probably I, I probably followed you through Possibly. Instagram, mm. and and that was the, the, the yeah, connection there. But it because, was super. Um, I'm very yeah, grateful. Good. So, they, they were yeah. great fun, and but what we found is towards the end of them, mm. and you mentioned the, the fact that we didn't yes. carry them on. Um, the last one we did in July was probably the one that was the least attended, and as things were opening up in September, I just got the feeling that you know. People didn't want to feel bound no. to be in uh, on a Friday night. Um, At and six so o'clock, drinking was, and eating cheese yeah. that's rotten. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> that's it. But I suppose, it, 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 I, I thought, yeah, gosh, I mean, if, if you make it compelling enough or interesting enough, then, then people would. But then I think people didn't want to book that far in advance at a time to spend yes. at home. Um, I, so I think that will change you, again. I also think a lot of people... Yeah wanted to get out and catch up with people they haven't seen and had to travel around and see yeah. people and things. But I definitely think we've all got used to online learning and it makes it much more accessible. Mm, yeah. And a lot of the Guild of Food Writers workshops and things that I am allowed to, to take part in as a member of the Guild, a lot of them have gone online and it's meant I've been able to attend mm. more because you can drop out and go yes. to something at 11 o'clock in the morning and be back at half 12 doing work again as well you know so it it has in some ways it has made things more accessible um Mm -hmm. yes no i agree i mean there is a great future in it and and it's something where we're trying to work out um how best to 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 make use of it and and, uh, i'd be very keen to chat to you about your services um because um yeah we we, we're looking to yeah to, to to sort of um you had to expand into... While we've been talking, I've made a note about three things that I think I should tell you about offline. So (laughs) I think think I probably will. Yeah, but that's that's great. Um, Something else I always ask people is, who are your role models? Who do you... Who have influenced you? Now, we have a caveat here, which is if they've taught you good things... You're allowed to name them. Yeah. If if it's somebody that no, taught you not. something that you thought, I never ever want to make anyone feel like that, or I never want to do that to somebody else, then it's the thing, mm-hmm. not the person that we name. Yes, okay, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. No, I, I, Liable. I wouldn't do that. I think if you can't say something... No. In fact, there was a role model, there was a chap called Len Evans, who was known as the mouth of the hunter um, because he was so outspoken. Oh, <laughs> um, and he so the, the hunter valley, mm. and he... Uh, started a, a vineyard called Rothbury Estate, and I spent a, a couple of days with him. And he he really was one of the sort of top two, three figures in in Australian wine for quite a long time. He passed away, I think, about ten years ago now. But um, I spent some time with him, and he was very incisive. Um, but yeah, he he said, look, if you can't say anything good about somebody, just say Which nothing. It's a great uh, way to live, probably, isn't it? Yeah, quite a good way. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, but I, I think that. It was probably, um, in terms of role model, I don't know. Or I, influencer I probably, <laughs> rather than role model. I mean, whatever. Influencer. I've, I've tended to probably to pick mm. lots of bits and pieces from different um, people in terms of 
of wine. It would be a lot of the wine producers I met, I suppose. Um, there was, I mean, they, 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 I suppose it was the first person to give me a break in the wine trade. Um, and I was working as a you know, sommelier, wine waiter at the, the Grand in mm-hmm. Brighton. So, um, you know, I, I had sort of access there to some really interesting wines and, and, and such like. And then uh, uh, I thought, okay, I, I want to, you know, square the circle. I, I wanted, you know, I want to go out and visit these places. And so I, it was really lucky actually, but there's a chap called Michael Morgan, wine merchant in the probably mid eighties until about mid early two thousands. And, and he was a, um, a, a, a lovely guy and very uh, sort of dynamic and, um, uh, and, and very trusting, I think, because when he, I, I, I rang him for an interview for this, this position of um, credit controller and an order processor, I hadn't done any of it before. And uh, he said, are you OK or au okay with computers? And I think I said yes, because I played Defender to quite a high level in the pub. <laughs> and so that was yeah. my access to, to computers. And so I think I, I, so I went up for the interview and his train was uh, cancelled because of strikes at the time. And so I went and I was interviewed by just somebody else in the company who liked wine. So we just chatted about wine for two hours. I went away and Michael asked this person what I was like and said, yeah, you're a great guy. Uh, interested in wine tick and so Michael set up another interview for the following week and his train was cancelled again and so I was interviewed again by this chap who liked wine and we chatted wine for two hours and Michael said look I'm taking a flyer here but um you know look I, I think it's only fair to you've come to two interviews I'll give you the job and and I think had he interviewed me he probably wouldn't have because I didn't have a clue what I was doing I um I you know, the, the first um week or two were, was was sort of uh just struggling to get to learn this computer system. And I was order processing up till you know, nine o'clock. I was staying after work to get all the orders through and everything for the following day and, and, and making lots of mistakes. And he kind of went with me and, and, and really gave me my, that, that, that break. And it was just his allowing me time to, to get to, learn to, something to new. speed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I did. And, and then he, I started selling wine to local restaurants local to where my mother lived which is somewhere that the company didn't cover and so yeah and, and, and so he said he said to me look yeah clearly you want to be a salesman and and, and uh, yeah here are some car keys go out and um and and and, 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 and sort out this oh, new wonderful. patch and and it but to, to me it wasn't sort of selling so much it was it was it was access to see you know, to travel, and so the sales team would go off once a month, once every two months to some exotic place, and I thought, oh, gosh, I want to do that. Oh, so, wonderful! Yeah. That's really so lovely, that isn't was, it? Yeah. That's great, and it's great when people when they step outside the box and do something differently. You know, it, it is yeah. good, isn't it? Because it, you know, on paper, you should never have got that credit controller's job. But actually, your enthusiasm no. about wine won you over with the other guy, and also, I suspect, kept you there with Michael when, when, yes, when he yeah. discovered that you maybe didn't know everything he thought you knew at the beginning. <laughs> um, we we often say things like "too much of something is never enough," and I say, for me, "too much butter is never enough." But what yeah. what would you say? Too much of something. What what is your thing? Well, I don't know. I I, I think. Just the, you know, the 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 love of mm-hmm. your family. Um, I, I think that there probably is. I mean, I, I, I could say wine or, or however, but but yes, I mean, <laughs> all of those. Yeah, there are danger yeah. in, in those. Yeah, no, I, I think it's yeah, you know, too much. You know, to, to, yes, it's it's a bit more holistic. Mm. You know, that that, that the, the connection. It's it's beyond sort of food, mm. drink, and all of these things. One should have a passion. Yep. In life, but if that passion exceeds that for the people around you, then you're getting yes, something. Yes, there's got to be a balance. And so, yeah, there has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and and I think sometimes in business, certainly when you're own, you know, you're only, you, you get so involved in in what you're doing, and particularly when there are periods of change or, or you just become yes. obsessed, and so that passion becomes an obsession, which is then. Uh, a negative um so yeah so getting the sure balance and, and spending time with the family mm. is is just as important yeah and i mean i think too great for you because you and pam have run a business together too which also means again that you are getting you know to spend time with each other while you're working which is good but you've also got to make sure you get time that isn't work time haven't you otherwise it all becomes about work again 
it, it was good because you worked together so or you worked together so that means that you get some of that balance of seeing her and and working right but also you need to step away from working together and just be together too don't you it's important that you do both yes mm. it, it is it is i mean and, and I, I suppose to some extent um what we do has been i think it, it started off very much with the, the wine thing which was my interest and, and pen was always extremely yeah, to, in fact, you know, I, I can't express enough. I mean, how yeah, it, it's not even supportive. It's more than that. Um, in in yeah, encouraging and supporting and, and the work and everything. And she's been wonderful. And then so we, we kind of looked ten years or more ago at what else we could do and something that would put us more shoulder to shoulder. And that's been, I think, extremely important. Um, and so cheese was something we both. Had an interest in, and so you know, it, it, it's you know, it, we, we almost took a little list of, of things that we could do and said, so Tick, you know, uh, would this interest both of us? We almost one out of ten, like, and then so cheese yeah. was that on that thing, and and so and and that is nice when yeah, you're out on the walk with a dog and you can both naturally talk about something that you you know, you, you really yep. enjoy. Um, rather than it being right, it's five o'clock now. We're not yes, talking about that yeah, yeah. Um, That's good, isn't it? That's good. It's a good way to balance it out too. I think from hearing what you've done that you've stepped outside your comfort zone quite a few times, and you know, taken jobs and changed directions and gone places and things, which is great. Is there anything that, when you look back on it, that it surprises you that you've done it, or? You're writing potentially. I mean, I, I I have found I've enjoyed that. It's you know, to, to in fact I listened to an interview this morning with um, uh, it was Guy Garvey, uh, I don't know, the lead singer of, of Elbow, and and he was saying about songwriting. He said that uh, he was he was asked about um, writer's mm. block and asked if he ever got it. And he said no, I don't really believe in it because if you just Go to somewhere, you know, go to your piece of paper, and you just write, and, and you write that it's yeah. rubbish. It, the, writing the rubbish is important because it just clears the system of it to get to the good stuff. And and uh, and that writing thing was was just after getting beyond that self consciousness. It is you're going through a door and you go to this this other world. And so writing was was probably yeah. that. Um, and it was a conscious decision to hopefully have something. You know, later in life, once you know, maybe you're not travelling yep. so much, or you're not um, getting around and about, it's something just to keep the yeah, mind, that, that you mind could occupied. And it's just oh. another way of telling your stories, too, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's a, a different is, way yeah, of storytelling, yeah. which is. Lovely. I suppose it's a way of understanding the story for myself because I. I, I, I'm probably not a very good listener. <laughs> so, so if I'm told something once, it kind of doesn't all go come. in. <laughs> so I, I have to make notes. And then I have to read those notes, and then I have to refashion those notes, and then I have to create something else from it to be able to, to, to fully understand it. Yeah, maybe maybe it's that's funny, it. isn't it? Uh, it's and, and funny so how how it's a way yeah, of learning how we how we all learn differently too. So mm. yeah, that that makes sense as well. Um, what is the best thing that you've eaten recently? Um, the best thing, uh, some Chris. I've already started on Good. Christmas puddings because we we had some packs that we sent out, some festive um, tasting packs. So we had some six Christmas wines and some charcuterie and cheese and, and Christmas puddings, and we bought some professional or, or some mm. commercial uh, Christmas puddings last year. But this year, it my um, uh, sister in law made oh, some for us. And at first, I thought, oh, gosh, um, because I mean, mm. she's, she's a great cook and everything, but she just hadn't done it before. And so we committed to a few hundred Brilliant. of these um, miniature Christmas puddings for, for our clients. Oh, and so Pam was very, uh, very, very pro. And, and, and I was thinking, gosh, will it be, I suppose, up to what they expected last year? But it was far exceeding oh, my expectations. Sure, so beautiful. these miniature Christmas puddings from Tigger's oh, Treats. Oh, wonderful. There a little plug for her. So, uh, golly, what a lot to have made. I, we interviewed a pastry chef for the episode that went out last week. And in the week that we interviewed her, she was making 1,100 Yule logs. 
And I well, said, suspect no, you may not eat another one for a while. She said, funnily enough, <laughs> probably not. You know, yes, what will yeah. you not be having it on Christmas that, yeah. Day? Your log. <laughs> and I and, and I often yeah. say that too when people say to me, what do you what food do you love? I say whatever I haven't worked on that week because if you've just been yeah. trying to get something right and looking at loads of samples and doing competitor analysis on something or then, you know, I will probably have bottomed out my enthusiasm for that item that week, but it will come back a yeah. week later. Or... That's it. It's, it's, it's a, you're, you become mm. desensitised to it. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's often when you're cooking, by the time you actually put it on the, on the table, you've experienced the yes. aromas, the flavours, and, and it's that you know, your mind has blocked those out. And that's all it yes. has to be. Because otherwise, which we, is you know, why it, it, leftovers often taste super, because you come to them the next day with a fresh, mm-hmm. fresh palate on yes, them. Yeah, a fresh palate, a fresh mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but also they, just that melding, yes. that infusion. I mean, I, we had a soup at the weekend, and I, I made it. We didn't actually feel hungry enough for it until <laughs> until the yeah. following day. I thought, gosh, I should be doing yeah. this every day. We should be it's cooking totally today for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's very true. So. So Christmas pudding is what you've eaten recently. That's good. And I suspect there, right. yeah, there may be some pudding. more to come. <laughs> yes. It will be. Yeah, one of my favourite. I, I once um, finished our entire, uh, when we were growing up, my mother, where we didn't have a great deal of, of money. Um, and she yeah, would buy the Christmas pudding fairly fairly early on. Um, not quite in the summer no. to save, <laughs> so save money. But no, but, but yeah, uh, just and, spreading and the cost. I, I finished yeah. it before, yeah, but I, I finished it before uh, before Christmas and uh, we only found out on Christmas morning. I was only about nine then, but uh, anyway. My <laughs> so, mum tells us no, still, a still story left. of getting peaches once, which my mum was born in the 30s, so during the war there wasn't a lot of fresh fruit and somebody gave them a box of peaches and mum's sister took a bite out of every single one and put them back in the box so you couldn't see oh, that really? she'd had one. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> which <laughs> just wrecked a whole lot of them, which is just, it's logic, yeah. isn't it? It's the way you do things when you're younger. Yeah. But, um, but these wonderful family yeah, stories. That's it? right. What would you tell people if they were going to start a business was the thing that they should give consideration to before they pitch in What's your kind of do this well, first, if nothing else? I think there are two two things that uh, I, I don't think a business can live without. One is a profit and loss forecast, and you can learn how to make one in probably an yeah. hour. I learned that there was a, a Surrey business link. It was a, a course for a, you know, a day course free. It was put on by the local council. I went along and that taught me how to write a profit and loss. And then there was a little book from one of the banks, which was you know, about this thick. And, and it's, it's not rocket science, and it's been the rudder to but the business. But it's essential, isn't it? Mm. It is. You've got to know where you're going. Um, and, and Because you can't just be in today. And this is, you know, and, you know live for the t- today is, is a wonderful thing, and we should do all, all do more of it. But yeah, in business, you no, can't. It's um, got to be some you, you forward planning to, to have that. Exactly. And so if you can understand what's going on in six months' time because you've done your profit and loss, um, then you, people will have more confidence in you, you know, if you need to borrow money from a bank, if, if anything like that. And, and you'll be more comfortable in yourself because it's not the, um, the reality of the situation you find yourself in, it's the uncertainty yes. that's the, the, the difficulty. That's so if you, even if things aren't going well, if you understand yeah. exactly why they're not going well, then yeah, life's, life's easier. And a business plan, and, and you've got to have a business, and, and your business plan can't be something that you, you write and put in a frame or, or in a, in a yeah. drawer. Um, it has to, you have to rewrite it's got it. Got to be constantly yeah, on the move. Sometimes I found myself doing yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I found myself even recently almost rewriting it every day. I mean, it, you know, just look going back to it, spending five minutes in the morning rejigging, and and um, yeah, it's got it, 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 it's. But again, it's another a rudder to the business. We do or a, it's the, it's a lot the of work that, with people um, where we suggest having a one-page business plan and also not keeping it a secret. If other people work with you, it's good if they know what your business plan is. I can't believe the number yeah, of people so that think that bit should be top secret and yet they're trying yeah. to get other people to help them get there. And I'm like, well, I think you probably mm-hmm. find they need to know where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, no, uh, no business is run by one. No. Yeah, and unsuccessful because of one right. person. We always normally ask people about business books or personal development books. And obviously, in the intro, I have mentioned your very good cheese book. Um, and so that definitely has to be on the reading list. And, and is just, I mean, it's brilliant. I love 
finding who is near where we're traveling to in the UK or, mm. you know, finding somebody's cheeses and then ordering a set of cheeses from them. And I just love the interactions you get with cheesemakers, the people that put the notes in, the people that don't, the people that don't mm. comment on the fact that you just bought one of everything that they sell or, you know, but it, it, it's it's been a great adventure. But what what do you read do you read business books? Do you read personal development books? Do you read novels? I do novels occasionally, or? yes. Um, mm, I, I started off, I, I read only travel books, mm. really, from probably the age of 15, 16 until uh, almost exclusively for 10, 10, 15 years. And, and I still love travel books. I mean, travel writing, unfortunately, has died a bit of a death because the there's just yeah. so much. It is that something with a, a, a landscape narrative, something that takes me somewhere new in, in taste. But uh, at the moment, I'm reading um, uh, brief answers to the big questions of Stephen Hawking. So it's a very yeah. small book, and it's 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 really yeah very concise and, and pretty easy to understand. And and if if somebody can <laughs> answer for themselves, maybe the question the, the first the first big answer is is there a god? And that's nine and a half pages, and he comes to a conclusion. <laughs> Oh, no, that's is funny, fun. isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it is. Good. It is. Uh, so not everybody's done no, something. but that's but, uh, good. But in terms of, I, I think the uh, how to stop worrying and start living because I am a worrier. I'm somebody that you know, that, that is you know, extrapolating and, and I overthink to a great extent. So that book, which was written, I think, in the yeah. late forties or early, it's 50s, just good even to know uh, that Dale other Carnegie. people have come through the same thing as you, isn't it? It's that kind of oh, I'm not the only person then. And most mm. do, most most do. I mean, I, I think that it's it's amazing if you ask people their stories. How many you know, people have? You know, we, we all probably social media. We we have to show ourselves as being as uh, shiny and sparkling mm. and 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 on top of it uh, all the time as as we can. Uh, and you know, it's the holiday pictures. It's everything yeah. else. And we we were ashamed of the other part of life. The, the bit because you know, if life has highs, yeah, it has of course lows, it does. and it's it's going to be that for for everybody, and it's it's learning to understand that you know we, we can appreciate winter yeah. and we can appreciate the things that um, you know the the, the, the quieter yeah. moments, the moments when we're not being praised mm. or, or we're not earning you know, as much money as we should, and and, and stepping back from mm. from that. So it, it's that sort of thing that That's um, great. Yeah, that sounds I, I like good is, is Yeah, and it's one to go and visit again, isn't it? I I think. I mean, we run a a food industry lunch, and we also normally run a mastermind group of people from food businesses and one of the things that most people get out of that is developing relationships with other people who are in a similar industry to you at least so that they will you don't just see the the social media stuff you you see the other stuff and we've come through some very tough stuff with individual businesses during those sessions and things and people find it hugely helpful and there was a guy who is no longer with us, unfortunately, but was on one of our groups at one point. And I always remember him saying to me, I thought that guy just seemed a bit flat today. So when we finished, I asked him if I could go and have fish and chips with them. And and they just carried it on. And, and I think it's that getting beyond what people are wanting to show you on their social media and knowing and and it is good if you work on your own or in a small group within a business to get out and see other people and hear what they think. But honesty about yeah. things as well. I think there is this, um, you know, it's, it's a very sort of patriarchal thing, isn't it? That we're still stiff upper lip. It's, it's not a bit, and that, that pervades the corporate yes. world still and and yeah you know, and i think you know there's still a huge way to go on truly understanding people and and the best way to get the best out, things of, people. out of people yeah yeah uh, and it's it's about getting the best for for them and so so yeah i mean it, it's it's you know it's 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 breaking down in the you know i think that the, the kitchen environment is one of the you know the, the, those sort of white hot crucibles mm. where that that was at yes. its worst, but it's the same in you know working for a big you know firm of accountants or anything else because you know that there's that sort of hierarchy and, and doing events for these companies, you can um, it's quite funny at one point we were doing so many events for for banks 
this is before all of the regulation with um, uh, entertainment uh, prior to the, the crash, and uh, and so I could. I, I saw if if somebody had put me in front of an audience and I didn't know who my client was, I would be able to tell which bank it was for by the way they. I was interacting with them, and they interacted. There were some which were listeners, wonderful. I mean, some of the the, the German yes. banks they were polite and, and and full of questions, and everything. And there were one or two others which were leaning back. Well, so impressed yes. me then, and I and know. so. But that 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 was just the pervaded the whole company. It is, yeah. It's just one or two individuals at the top, just that, that spread right the way through it. Yeah, and I think governments are like that as well. And, and maybe uh, oh, there's another whole podcast. <laughs> maybe that might be changing. <laughs> Indeed. Oh dear! Can you tell me if we were going to drop you off on a desert island, what three foods or three pieces of food equipment you'd want to have with you? Okay. Well, I, I think um, <laughs> I, I, I had a look at this, and I, I thought, is is a cow food? I think so. <laughs> so, so well, they're, they're multi-purpose yes. then. So, well, I'd, I'd actually the, the cow would be a dairy yep. cow. And I would make, I'd have milk and I'd make cheese and, and kefir and, and various other bits and pieces and maybe some yogurt mm-hmm. or, or something. Um, and um, uh, it would have to be a wine cellar um, of some yes. sort. I mean, this is really yeah. pushing the. No, 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 that's absolutely to, fine. To, yeah. You would be surprised um, and, by some of the things that people have suggested they're taking with yeah. them. They also want to know yeah. who else might be going on the island and what was on their list. You know? Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, if there's a chef going on, then I'd probably put the food to one side and yes. more wine so I could provide that. Mm. Um, there'd need to be a cave yes. on the island though so something nice and cool, cool a constant sort of 10 degrees um, for all those foods <laughs> not to go yeah. too high exactly yeah um, and uh, decanter uh, corkscrew obviously uh, but a Vitamix ah, I think yes. Vitamix um, mm-hmm. has been yeah, we have smoothies mm-hmm. in the morning with it. Um, uh, the most used piece of equipment yep. um, since we bought yep. it. Um, I have a Thermomix, uh, which is gosh. does a similar yeah. thing, but and does a lot more too. But and and went away self catering in the summer and took it with us because I can't imagine not having it now. And Living, we're yeah, seriously yeah. wondering if it was something that it was acceptable to take to Spain when we go at Christmas. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. Going through, there are probably very few that have shown up on the the, the, the radar, the <laughs> yeah. infrared. Well, on, maybe not on the scans. Yeah. There. yeah. But, oh, that's great. But no, I, I, but uh, soups. Mm. So um, again, it's one of those things. I, I with. I, I find soups are, are something that are, are immensely versatile. So it's just you know, looking at the fridge and yes. thinking, right, these things can go together. Uh, cooking them, uh, you know, mm. starting off, sweating off a bit of onion, and then you know, uh, sort of slightly browning the, the key Vegetables ingredient, in whatever sure. it might be, uh, and then into the vitamins. Yes. And, and you know, every time it's a, it's a, it's a oh, brilliant. But, uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah. you on the Vitamix. Yeah, we've we've had people taking solar power with them for all those things that they wanted to run. And so <laughs> you'd be surprised. Thank you oh, yeah, very that's much. That's Absolute been lovely. Pleasure. I've really enjoyed that. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Let me introduce you with Jane Milton. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you don't miss an episode. Please leave a comment to let us know what you've enjoyed or connect to us on social media at Jane Milton Food. If you found it interesting, please share the details with other food businesses you know. We always love meeting new food businesses. See you next episode.